you guys and welcome to The Secret Place. I am your host, Rachel Anderson, and together in this podcast, we will be pursuing a relationship with Jesus together. Go ahead and pause this episode and go before the Lord in prayer as we prepare to spend time with Him in The Secret Place. Hey guys, welcome to The Secret Place. Today I have two special guests with me. Their name is Tahara and Paul. Do you guys want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Tahara Campbell. I'm Paul Campbell, Tahara's husband. <laughs> um, if you guys want to like, just talk about yourselves a little bit, like who you are, what you do, that'd be really cool. Um, well, I'm Tahara, and I am wife, mom, and podcaster, and um, lover of gummy bears and food and... <laughs> Um, I have a podcast called Valorous and I, it's kind of Mm -hmm. funny because I started my podcast about the same time as Rachel started hers. So we've just been kind of podcast buddies and uh, it's been really cool to encourage each other along that. Yeah, that's been pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, well I'm Tahara's husband and we started doing a little bit of recording of a, a podcast that's Tahara's podcast, of course, but I got to come in and ride her coattails. He's uh, my special guest every week. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I'm also a, a singer-songwriter, a registered nurse, and a worship leader at a Messianic congregation in, in Roanoke. Yeah. And, That's yeah, awesome. We keep we keep busy. We've got two daughters. Yeah. Uh, two years and one year old-ish. And uh, they are currently down for a nap, so this Crazy is prime Lord. podcasting time. <laughs> <laughs> perfect timing <laughs> yeah all right that's that's awesome so in this podcast episode we're going to be diving into passover and what that looks like and how it's celebrated and also like why believers in jesus christians should be celebrating passover also and just how it connects with the old testament and the new testament together so i'm going to ask you guys my first question and it is what does the passover have to do with believers in jesus yeshua Hmm, that's a great question. Um, oh, Paula, you just let me know if you're like, oh, I want to answer that or not. Hmm. Or if, like, well, I can give a I can give a really short answer, and it is that Jesus celebrated the Passover with his disciples the night hmm. that he was turned over and and crucified and he said to them that he had deeply desired to eat that meal with them before he should suffer and so jesus Mm. shared with them and explained to them that passover was integral to what he was doing and that they needed to understand that what he was doing was linked to passover Mm. so what does it have to do with christians the fact that jesus said that it was very important Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's my that's my short answer (laughs) <laughs> no, now that we have that, like, is there, can we look at like the parallels between like how it was celebrated in the Old Testament and how it's celebrated today for like Messianic believers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. There's um, even Jewish people today who are not observant uh, of, of the New Testament, the New Covenant writings, mm-hmm. people who don't believe that Jesus uh, is the Messiah they observe Passover today, and there are very strong messianic traditions in Passover 
that point very mm-hmm. clearly to Jesus. And mm-hmm. that's one of the wow. reasons why Jesus, when he said, he said that all the law and all the prophets are fulfilled in him. Uh, mm-hmm. That includes all of the appointed times. So Passover is fulfilled in him. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. so, yeah, there are lots of traditions and, you know, maybe we can go over them kind of one at a time even, uh, but lots of traditions that are around that. And they all do point to Jesus, even some that came in later after Jesus was there. There are some, a few things that were added to the Seder later on. And even those still kind of have a very strong messianic undertone that can point to Jesus. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the, the traditional elements, we don't have any reason to think that they're new. Mm-hmm. Likely yeah. all of them were things that Jesus did with his disciples. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing to think about a, a tradition that predates Jesus, but that Jesus also mm. did. And because I, I think the way that the Lord um, instructed Moses and the Israelites to observe that very first Passover, it was written down and in the Torah and Exodus, it says, you shall do this for all your generations forever. There is no end date. And there's also, um, and we know from recorded history and from the scriptures that there was a mixed multitude of people who were saved and spared out of Egypt. So it wasn't just Jewish people. It was also some mm. Egyptians. It was also some other immigrants into Egypt that might have been there, wow. but they wanted to leave because they saw the God of the Jews, the God of Israel, actually being the God who defeated all other gods. So it's amazing to think about that the Lord said, okay, you guys can come too, and these are my laws. So he didn't exclude anybody. And I think that's important to think about for Christians today of the Bible says, do this for all generations forever, no end date. And it doesn't apply just for Jews, um, mm-hmm. but they're welcomed to the the table to eat with the Lord also. It's beautiful. Yeah. So even in like the Old Testament, Gentiles would have been celebrating this too, like the very first one too. Is that correct? If they were part of the... Um, part of the people who were listening to the God of Israel when God said to do what he did and they did it with them in faith. Mm. I believe that there were some because there were there's a mixed multitude of people who left Egypt at that time and they wow. were spared. Yeah. That's those awesome. specifically those who were grafted into the people of Israel. So the mixed multitude that decided that they wanted to follow after Israel's God. And the Lord has always made provision for the people that are wanting to come to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he's always made Mm. provision for them to Mm -hmm. come and not to be, um, there are some restrictions, so it's not necessarily that they're exactly the same or exactly equal, but they are not second-class citizens. They are still honored and they still are welcome to, to fellowship with the God of Israel. They're just not firstborn. They're just not the firstborn, right? To the Jew first, but also to the Gentile, equally to the Gentile. It's not like a, oh, you're you're not a Jew, you're not good enough, you can't sit at our table. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. No, the Lord says everyone's welcome, but Jews sit down first, and also Gentiles can sit down at the same table and eat the same food. Right. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So when I was looking at um, 
Jewish Jewish Voices website, it was saying, like, showing the parallel. So it was saying, like, you know, in the Exodus, there was the slavery, but then in the New Testament, it shows, like, slavery to sin, and then and then it goes back to, like, Exodus, and so there's miracles and that happened, and then in the New Testament, it's showing how, like, Yeshua performed these miracles, and then the sacrifices, and then being delivered and set free, and so, like, it's showing, like, these parallels back and forth. Um, can you guys, like, dive in a little more into, like, how, like, how Passover was celebrated in the Exodus and the meaning for that, and then how it was celebrated in the New Testament, how Jesus, Yeshua was these fulfillments? Mm, yeah. So you want us to start, like, at the Exodus of Egypt or at, like, the Passover that we know of today? Um, Maybe, yeah, like, the Exodus. Maybe both. <laughs> maybe yeah maybe both and like just go back and forth between the parallels because i feel like a lot of people who would be listening to this podcast know pretty well the story of the exodus and how like god saved his people from egypt so maybe not dive in too crazy to that but just like show like the significance of what yeshua fulfilled mm, oh i see okay well so your listeners will probably be pretty familiar anyway with the exodus story there is a lot mm-hmm. of depth there that isn't always taught that I won't really go into, but the deliverance from Exodus was even more miraculous than it, it seems on its face. Um, and mm. not only that, it was also a, a judgment against the gods of Egypt. Um, it was a showing of God's supremacy over the gods of Egypt. And then the price of the redemption of the people of Israel was essentially the firstborn. So God was, well, he told Pharaoh, your actions have held my people here. My firstborn has been kidnapped and held in your nation, and I've asked you to let them go, and you're not. So since you are not letting my firstborn go, I'm going to take your firstborn. And so... Mm. The, all the people were basically instructed, your firstborn is going to be taken as a part of this yeah. redemption price. But then the people uh, were given an option for an alternative, and that is to offer a lamb as a sacrifice and put the blood on the doorposts. And if you did that, then you would redeem your firstborn from that that requirement. And so the... um those who were faithful did that, and they put the blood on their doorpost, and they were redeemed from that. And so the price of the firstborn was not applied to them. They were actually set free from that cost. Um, those who didn't believe or didn't uh, know about it, or the Egyptians who thought that it was just a, a hoax or something, whatever it was, they paid for it with the cost of their firstborn. Not just their, their children, but also the firstborn of their animals, livestock, that kind of thing. So that's the beginning of the whole this whole story and the scenario. And every night after that, sorry, every year after that night, Israel was instructed to eat this same meal in the same way and remember all of this deliverance. And like Tahara said, there's no end point on that requirement. They weren't told, you're going to do this until you get into the promised land, or you're going to do this until three or 400 years from now. Um, or you're going to do this until the Messiah finally comes. Mm-hmm. They weren't told that there was an end point. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's the first thing. So then when, when Yeshua comes on, when Jesus comes on the scene, 
he says to them, there's a great deliverance that's happening and I'm, I'm linked to it here and I'm linking back mm. to it. Um, and so we have that same, that understanding of there's a price that needs to be paid. There's a firstborn that's going to be offered as an atonement. And up to this point, the lamb had always been that representative mm. and, We'll talk about it later, probably, I guess. But the the bread and the cup that that are eaten and drunk at this observance, they are also linked to the lamb. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the third time you eat some bread and drink from a cup, it's linked to the Passover lamb because it's after the meal. And the Torah scholars would teach that the last piece of the meal that was supposed to be eaten was a piece of bread. And you were supposed to eat it and remember the lamb. And, uh, so that's, again, it's a, it's a hyperlink there too. We'll talk about more, I'm sure. But, but when Jesus picked up that piece of bread and he said, this is my body, he's saying, I am the lamb. Mm. Remember me, eat it, eat it in remembrance of me instead of eat it in remembrance of the Passover lamb, eat it in remembrance Mm -hmm. of me. Mm -hmm. So he's saying that there's a deliverance that's going to be taking place and that he Mm -hmm. is the one that's going to be doing it. Yeah. Wow. You have anywhere to go from there? I. Um, well, I I did reference a scripture before we started recording um, to mm-hmm. that when Jesus did raise the cup and say, this is my body. And mm-hmm. I just wanted to point out to um, listeners, it's Matthew 26 is the first instance in the Gospels. Um, and I'm re- reading the TLV version, so um, the names are, are um, Hebrew. <laughs> gotcha. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. So... Um, well, now, while they were eating, Yeshua took matzah, and after he offered the blessing, he broke and gave to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave to them and saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many of, for, out, out for many for the removal of sins. And it's interesting that we know that's the third cup in the Passover because it says after they ate the meal. Um, and what, and I guess maybe in part two, we can go over like the order of the Passover Seder and walk through the Haggadah together, but there's first, there's four cups total. And the third cup is the cup of redemption. And the fourth cup is the cup of praise. So after he takes the cup of redemption and says, this is my blood that atones for your sins, it's a symbolic understanding of I am the lamb that was put on your doorpost. I am the lamb that has covered and will cover and not just physically covering, but spiritually covering. So all of a sudden the Exodus, when people were hiding in their homes, because remember during Exodus, God said, put the blood on the doorpost and don't leave your homes. Um, so they were not supposed to go out in the middle of the street and see what was going on either. So they had to be secured in their homes under the blood. And Jesus covers us back then physically and from then on forward spiritually, um, which is amazing. And right after he says that and points out, this is my blood of the covenant, um, which is poured out for many of the removal of sins. But I say to you, I will never drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with you in my father's kingdom. And mm-hmm. he stops at the third cup. Um, 
which is interesting. They don't drink the fourth mm-hmm. cup, which is the cup of praise, the cup of Hallel. And he's basically saying to them, I won't celebrate this meal and I won't drink the cup of praise until we're in heaven, until you are with me in heaven. Wow. And that's like the the referencing forward to the coming age. So Passover is like halfway fulfilled, I guess. <laughs> and like uh-huh. the last cup isn't yet fulfilled until he comes back to get his bride. And then we'll be able to drink the cup of praise together. So it's literally like partially fulfilled. Yeah. And there's at the end of like, yes. Yeah. And at the end of the whole Seder, traditionally all Jews all over any Gentile who observes everything, they always say at the end of drinking the cup of Hallel, the cup of praise, we say next year in Jerusalem and it's like a, a prayer of, Lord, may you come back and we can mm. celebrate and drink this in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And wow. it's interesting that there's so many Passovers is, is probably the most messianic thing that all Jews do every year. Even the non-Jewish ones. Yeah. I mean, sorry, even wow. the non-believing ones. But yeah, it's yeah. Uh, there's Messiah in uh, all the ways that you look. Up and down and all around. It's amazing. So that's like the, wow, I guess, so the cool. the very quick version of how Yeshua has fulfilled part of it. And yeah. um, like what you mentioned before with slavery, um, which interesting, which is so interesting about the Jewish community or the Jewish pop, uh, people maybe throughout all of our yeah. festivals. There are seven festivals listed in scripture. And then we added on two mm-hmm. because we like food. But um <laughs> There's Paul makes a really good point in his Sunday school class of saying that these are not Jewish festivals. They're God's festivals. Mm-hmm. They're in scripture. They're for God and he's commanding his people to observe them for the purposes of remembering his goodness and faithfulness. Every single one of them and every single one of them points to Messiah and points to God. And Passover is the beginning of the months. It's the it's like New Year's. It's the very first start of of the the calendar, the biblical calendar for us. Um, and I'm making a distinction between biblical calendar and um, lunar calendar because they're not like it's there's. There's, I think, three New Year's in in Jewish culture. Basically, yeah. Oh, wow. (laughs) One changes the calendar number. One is biblically significant. And um, I forgot what the third one was. Anyway, it it doesn't matter. Yeah, there's one that starts over the the names of the months. There's one that that the year turns over, basically. And then the other one is is at the beginning of Passover. Mm. Um, And for those that might – some of your listeners might be unaware of the fact that uh, God's festivals are actually fulfilled in Jesus, but that doesn't mean that they are done away with. Mm -hmm. Um, And when people talk about these festivals, they very often use the verbiage, the Jewish festivals. Mm -hmm. And – Festival is already kind of a funny word because one of them is a solemn fast, so it's not exactly a festival. But in in Hebrew, it's moed or moedim. That moedim is plural, and it means an appointed time. Um, and in Leviticus twenty three, that's where we're getting this. God says, "These are my moedim, and you are to keep them throughout your generations." 
Forever. Yeah, <laughs> forever, <laughs> forever. And yeah. so that's that's where we get that. It's it's um, commandment to the Jewish people and to those who are allied with the Jewish people. Who are Remember, there's in. a mixed multitude with them being receiving all these same instructions. So those who are grafted in to the Jewish lineage and to the messianic hope mm-hmm. are instructed, these are God's appointed times and you are to keep them throughout your generations. Passover begins the redemptive story arc that Jesus fulfills. And Tahara has this great um, picture, and maybe we can uh, get a copy of it to you that you can post in, if you have any show notes or anything like that. But it basically lays out the seven appointed times and the appointed times that have been fulfilled already and those that have not yet been fulfilled. And the the first group of them, the first four, have all been fulfilled in history. Even though Passover, we said, it was kind of like a partial fulfillment. It's basically like it has been fulfilled, but Jesus is also waiting to drink the fourth cup until he can drink it with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the last three appointed times have not yet been fulfilled. And that's outside of this discussion because we're talking about Passover. But yeah. I wanted to dive into that just a little bit and say this is one of the reasons why it's significant to a Christian today. And mm-hmm. it's honestly, it's just Christian tradition that says you don't have to do anything about these appointed times. They don't have anything mm-hmm. to do with us anymore. We're Christians now. Those are the Jewish things. Mm. Um, there's a long history of when the Gentiles came into the to the church, they had their own traditions and their own things. And so it's a, it's a really an uphill battle trying to learn a brand new culture and assimilate into a culture that is the minority culture. Yeah. Because you have all these Gentiles coming into the synagogues and there's only like, you know, 10 Jews and 40 or 50 Gentiles all coming in. And mm-hmm. there a lot of conflict arose even in the first and second century, but especially third and fourth where the the Gentiles who had come in decided that they needed to essentially make the holidays relevant to the culture around them instead of Mm. abiding by what the biblical appointed times looked like. And some of the writings are very anti-Semitic. Some of them are Mm. not, but, you know. Yeah. Anyway, so that's how we got to where we are today and and why a lot of Christians don't even know what these appointed times Mm. are or mean. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy that you say that just because, like, um, especially for the Feast of Tabernacles, I always, like, we usually have, like, a big celebration with that, and we invite people over to celebrate it with us and kind of teach them what that is, and they're always like, oh, like, well, what's the point of me celebrating this? I'm not Jewish, and um, I get that a lot, especially when I was talking with friends last year about Passover, and they're like, oh, well, I'm not Jewish, so why would I celebrate that? And it's the fact that, like, well, we're celebrating the fulfillment of what Jesus did. Like, you don't have to be Jewish to celebrate what Jesus celebrated. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's just, like, really cool to hear you say that. And then also, like, going back to, like, the book of Exodus, just seeing, like, the parallel between, like, how they were delivered and set free from their captivity, like, from being slaves, and then just how, like, Yeshua, Jesus, how he delivers us from captivity, he delivers us from slavery to sin. Like, it's just mm-hmm. so cool mm-hmm. to go back and see those parallels. And I'm going to link this, um, this, like, website that I have showing the parallels on in the description so like everyone else listening can also go and look at that because it's just really really cool to see that 
But um, mm-hmm. we're probably going to end this episode here and then start like getting ready to start into going to part two. So Tahara, what is it that we're going to be talking about in part two? Well, I think it'd be great to kind of walk through the Passover Seder, especially okay. for people who've never um, been a part of it or mm-hmm. um, seen it. And it seems kind of mysterious and and um, interesting. So I think just breaking down like the elements and then really diving into like this element calls back to like what you're saying of um, tasting different things and eating different things are very um, mm-hmm. re- re- it reminds us of what the Lord has done in his faithfulness from present yeah. day and now or and then. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So for those listening, this episode was just kind of giving us like a brief overview of why Passover is important for believers in Jesus to celebrate it. And then the next episode, we're going to kind of dive into how to celebrate it. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and let's go ahead and start with part two. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode. It really means a lot to me. I pray that it impacted you in some way. And just that this week you'd go before the Lord in his presence and spend time with him in the secret place. If you would like to follow the secret place podcast on Instagram, the Instagram handle is the secret place underscore podcast. Thanks again, you guys. And I just pray that you know that you are so loved, cherished, and valued.